0: The coaching vacancy in the NBA, we'll get to that. Kawhi Leonard's numbers, spectacular, we'll get to him. Paul George, busts out of a huge slump, we'll get to that. Philadelphia says they're not breaking up their stars in the NBA, we'll get to all of those. But that is not where we begin today, that's certainly not what everyone is talking about in the world of sports and the way everyone is feeling. I'm greeny, this is... ESPN Radio, we're on your TV on ESPN News. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests will be on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Mark Spears, who is covering basketball for us in the bubble, who will join us in about 15 minutes with the very latest on meetings taking place right now amongst players on the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors who were are talking about not playing an NBA playoff game tomorrow night. We're talking about not playing. Teams considering not playing a playoff game. We're talking about an NFL team yesterday choosing not to practice and we're listening to grown men burying their souls, talking about things that make them angry and sad and frightened and frustrated in full view of the world during a pandemic in press conferences and television shows, the most public places imaginable. There are so many ways in which I cannot walk in their shoes, and one of them is, I cannot imagine my job or my friend asking me to talk about the things that frighten me the most in front of absolutely everyone. I've asked my friends to do that repeatedly for the last three months, and they've done it with great courage and great dignity and great honesty on my TV show Get Up. There there is a, a book I've read since last we were together when I left ESPN Radio three years ago. I've read a lot of books about psychology and self-help and things of that nature and there is um, a woman uh, who um, she specializes in the area of mindfulness her name is Pema and her, her books are very difficult to read it's not easy to read but she wrote a book called The Places That Scare You and that I think is what we are living in right now not me but so much of what you're seeing and you're hearing coming out of the NBA bubble and out of NFL facilities all over the place, and much more importantly, in the streets of this country. There is real courage being shown in a lot of places, because these are places that scare you, and I am one who believes a lot of good ultimately is going to come from it. But we're going to start today with Glenn Rivers, 58-year-old man, son of a police officer from Chicago, Proviso East, high school basketball legend, so good they called him Doc after Dr. J. He's been known as Doc at this point for 40 years. Basketball royalty. Last night, after his team wins a playoff game that they needed, listen to the pain in this man's voice. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. Uh, We're the ones that we're denied
1: to live in certain communities. We've been hung. We've been shot. And... All you do is keep hearing about fear. It's, it's amazing why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back.
0: Just a portion of what he said last night. I'm sure by now you've seen and heard most of it. And it's uh, difficult to hear that he feels that way. I think it is, it is painful to hear, as for me, as one who knows him, it is painful for me to hear the pain that he lives with. I can't know what it's like to be him. I can only know what it is like to be me. And the same goes for you, and the same goes for everybody else. Perhaps the best, perhaps the moment where that was crystallized in my mind, of all things, came years ago in an interview that I saw with George Harrison, the Beatle. After he died, they were running all these retrospectives on his life. And in an interview that he had done at some point, someone asked him, what's it like to be 18 years old and be one of the most famous people in the world? And he said, I don't know, what's it like not to? And that has stuck in my mind from that moment forward. Because what we all are, every one of us, is the product of our life experiences. We are the sum total of the choices that we make and the experiences that we've had. All of us. And what I believe we owe each other is to listen. And for me to say to Doc Rivers, if there is something I can do, if there is something anyone can do to address this pain that you feel, that you have lived with, that you keep private most of the time for obvious reasons, because no one wants to do a press conference and start crying on international television about the things that bother them the most, the most frightening, frustrating emotions they have. No one wants to do that. So many people are being asked to do that right now. So you may be saying to yourself, why would they not play? Boston and Toronto, the players in the Celtics and the Raptors are meeting. And again, we're going to go down there live to Mark Spears in a few minutes, and he'll tell us exactly what he knows. But they're supposed to play play uh, game one of a second-round NBA playoff series tomorrow night, and they are talking about boycotting the game. And if you're wondering what the thinking is behind that, Fred Van Vliet of the Raptors explained it this way.
2: Would it be nice if,
1: if in a perfect world, we all say we're not playing, and, and the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, that's going to trickle down. If he steps up to the plate and puts pressure on, you know, district attorney's office and state's attorneys and governors and politicians there to, to make real change and get some justice. Like, I know it's not that simple, but at the end of the day, if we're going to sit here and talk about making change, then, you know, at some point we're going to have to put our n- on the line and and actually, you know, put something up to lose rather than just
2: money or visibility.
0: I have absolutely no idea how impactful it would be towards the cause the, the Black Lives Matter movement or any of the other things that we're that we're talking about here and that are being fought for. I have no idea just how much a difference boycotting an NBA playoff game or multiple NBA playoff games would be. But it certainly would be a statement and it certainly would be in so many different ways a sacrifice. And Ryan Clark, in case you're thinking to yourself Ryan Clark explained this so well this morning on Get Up. Let me just just play you what he said.
1: The NBA is talking about not playing games when these people deserve to play their games because they worked their whole freaking life to earn the right to play that game. But they may have to give that up, not so they can be okay, just so other people
0: can too. That's so well put and such an important point in all of this, the selflessness. And so what frustrates me sometimes is when I hear, you see it on social media, you can't avoid it. People suggesting that there is selfishness that is going on here. It is the opposite. It is 180 degrees away from that. It is purely selfless. Fred Van Vliet and, and Jason Tatum, and God bless him, Jalen Brown, who, is, who is, I'm, I'm in, as impressed with as any person I have seen, young person I've seen come into sports in a long time, and all of the other players, involved in these games have literally worked their entire lives for this, for a chance to try and play basketball and win a championship. And they're willing to sacrifice that at extraordinary personal loss, extraordinary personal sacrifice, because of something that they believe is bigger than they are. So I respect the hell out of them for it. And the other thing I can tell you, because people ask me what it is like doing TV during these times, is I cannot tell you what it takes out of these guys. I see it, Brian, Clark, Dominique, Marcus Spears crying on my show. The most important thing Neek said today, for those of you uh, who were watching, was when he said that, Greeny, the difference between you and me, he didn't specify me, but we were talking in this conversation, is that every morning when you get up, you have a choice as to whether or not to address life in this way, and I don't. So I'll say it again. I can't walk a mile in his shoes, but I can stand beside him behind him, in front of him, wherever it is he needs me to stand. And that's where we will be. So my goal, my express purpose in doing this show is to talk about sports, is to talk about winning and losing the joy that all of this brings to us, that it has all of my life. And I assume, if you spend your time listening to a sports talk radio show, that that's what it brings to your life as well. But to ignore this right now would be not only irresponsible, it would be contemptible. Because the people who are doing what they are doing in that bubble are doing so so that you cannot ignore it. They're saying, This is our life, and we're going to put this out there in such a way that you can't pretend it doesn't exist anymore. And so, again, I give them all the credit in the world. The courage that we are seeing, in my view, on full display, to express all of this the way it is being expressed at, at great personal sacrifice is extraordinary. And I can tell you that as a person who was a generation and in some cases maybe two generations older than most of the athletes who were doing it. It is amazing. And we grew up in different times. The athletes of my youth couldn't have done this. The world was a different place they would never have been able to do what is happening now. But had they been able to, the world would be a different place today. And so what I would say is because of what these young people are doing, the world will be a different and better place in the future all right that's where we will begin i'm greenie we're presented today by progressive insurance quoting home insurance just got easier with progressives home quote explorer quote and buy all online at progressive.com again what are the real chances that there will be boycotts of playoff games in the bubble we will go live there and find that out next i am greenie and you're listening to espn
2: radio this show is sponsored by better we all carry around.
1: the podcast
0: again that's Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors I'm Greeny this is ESPN radio we're presented by Progressive Insurance the NBA playoffs are here tune in tonight as LeBron AD and the Lakers battle the Blazers looking to put that series away it's presented by Indeed coverage 8:30 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations our NBA insider Mark Spears uh, is set to join us momentarily he just called us the Raptors are having a press conference right now Mark is there hearing what all is going on and then he will Let us know as soon as he is finished with that, and then he will jump on here and tell us. Again, enormous news today um, with the Raptors and the Celtics. If you were not listening this morning to our new morning show, KJZ, as I call them, um, Jay Williams got a text from Kyle Lowry of the Raptors saying, anything and everything is on the table regarding what next moves might be here, up to and including the possibility that the Celtics and Raptors would boycott their Game 1 tomorrow night. So if the Raptors are meeting with the media right now, that's where we need Mark Spears to be. He will call us as soon as they wrap up, and we'll find out what we hear from them. I'd like to clarify something I said also at the beginning of the show today. I am a generation, in some cases maybe two generations, older than many of the people who are leading this movement amongst athletes. Um, and it is remarkable to me. I have such respect for the courage— and for the commitment to cause that we are seeing right now from young athletes, from such young people, uh, and it in for a person who's 53 years old as I am, it is, it is inspiring to see. And it reminds me of a time when I was younger and I felt more hopeful that I could affect real change in the world. The difference is that this is a collection of people that can, and so I understand their enthusiasm for it, and I, I, I salute them. And what I will say about it is this, that specifically when it comes to sports, the athletes of an older generation, of my generation, people will use Michael Jordan as, as the most obvious and famous example because he is the most famous athlete of, of recent memory and maybe the most significant. And certainly at, at the apex of his career was probably the most famous person in the world. And he legendarily stayed clear of any political issues. And he was quoted as saying that Republicans buy shoes, too. And you saw his explanation of that in the, in the documentary, in the films. But that's not even what I wanted to talk about here. What I wanted to say is I've never faulted athletes of that generation for not being more outspoken because those just weren't the rules of engagement then. You, you would, they, they would ne- it would never have been met the way it has been met here. Look what happened to Colin Kaepernick for making a peaceful protest over issues that he believed were extraordinarily important. The issue was completely ignored, and he has been excommunicated from the sport that he spent his entire life working towards trying to play. That would have happened to maybe all but the biggest stars of sports in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, maybe even the 90s. I I don't know exactly when things started to change. But so what I will say is I don't mean it as a criticism when i tell you that the athletes of previous generations didn't do what these athletes are doing i really don't mean it critically because you can't you can't judge them until you've walked a mile in their shoes either and you can't understand the choices they had to make but what i will say is that had they been able to do what jalen brown is doing right now and, and what so many of these other athletes today are doing right now what the lions did yesterday and others um that the world today would be a different place and as a consequence of that i hope as an older person talking to younger people that these athletes recognize that the change they want to affect they won't see the immediate impact of it it won't all be different tomorrow there, There were certain tangible things you want. Maybe you get one of them tomorrow. But the world doesn't change minute by minute or day by day. It changes generation by generation. That's the reality of it. An example I've always used, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But when I talk about the progress that we have seen of women in the workplace, I always say my mother is the first woman in the history of my family to go to college. My wife has a master's degree, and my daughter could be the president of the United States someday. That's progress. That's how the world works. It works generation to generation. As much as we would love for things to change day by day, they very seldom do. You can, get, you can make things happen in a day or in a week or in a year, but the kinds of overriding change that we are talking about here, that we are all hopeful for, that takes a generation. And these guys are right in the middle of making it happen. And I hope they understand that. And and I hope that they have older people like me that they listen to who are telling them, what you are doing is working. It is making a difference. I am firmly of the opinion. This is just me talking now. I am firmly of the opinion that enormous good is going to come from what we are seeing here. So we'll talk about that with Keyshawn. He'll join me coming up in just a little while. We will talk to Mark Spears as soon as the Raptors finish there press conference, and we'll get the latest there. I will also ask him about what I consider to be the very surprising breaking news that the Pacers have fired Nate McMillan. Now, I'm not extremely close to that situation, but it has been my perception that Nate McMillan has overachieved with the Pacers. I, I-, I feel like they've won a lot of games relative to their talent and a lot in life, and this year he had them as the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. They played the entire season without their best player. So I was really surprised by that myself. That news just came across in the last 45 minutes or so. Um, And we will ask Mark about that as well. And I'm seeing Woj is tweeting that an interesting option for them might be Mike D'Antoni. Because apparently Mike D'Antoni is likely not to be the coach of the Rockets anymore next year. Why are these things happening? The NBA is a strange place for that. And this is why I said yesterday... That Jay Wright, the coach of Villanova, whom they will name a building after, they will name the court after, and who can have that job for the rest of his life, would be out of his mind to leave Villanova to go coach any NBA team. That was not a value judgment on the 76ers, but to go coach any NBA team. Look what Mike D'Antoni has done with the Rockets. He's going to be out. Look what Nate McMillan has done with the Pacers. They just fired him today. look, Look at the circumstance that Alvin Gentry was put in in New Orleans. Play Zion three minutes at a time. Make sure whatever you do, you bring him along slowly. Season ends. Fired. <laughs> How does that happen? But if I'm Alvin Gentry, I'm good and angry at somebody. I had to clean that up. I'm I, I, so, so the lot in life of the NBA coach is not a good one. And so I'm surprised by the firing of Nate McMillan. Again, we will uh, ask Mark about that and more. When he joins us coming up here and Keyshawn Johnson will join me coming up next with his thoughts on all that we are seeing happening around us in the world of sports. We'll do that after I give you this word from DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports. And they are giving away right now up to one hundred million dollars in prizes to all of their customers. Here's how you get in on the action. First, you download the app. You sign up using the promo code Greeny. Then you enter DraftKings free football survivor pool. Download the DraftKings app right now. Use my name as the promo code, Greeny, to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself on the running for the $1 million cash top prize. Again, the promo code is Greeny with a Y only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Keyshawn next. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio.
1: Greeny, the podcast.
0: All right, I'm following Mark Spears here on Twitter. I'm Greeny back with you, and if you're just joining us here, Mark Spears is our NBA insider from the undefeated, who was down in the bubble, he was supposed to join us about 15 minutes ago with the very latest on the Raptors and the Celtics and the consideration being given by those teams to boycotting Game One of their postseason series tomorrow night. The as we speak, the Raptors are having a news conference, and so Mark is going to call us as soon as that wraps up. But I'm following him on Twitter, and he is posting what is being said. So I'll just read you a couple of the tweets. Here's a quote from Nick Nurse, the head coach of the Raptors. Boycotting the game has come up to them, meaning the players, to demand a little more attention. There's another tweet from Mark saying, Raptors head coach Nick Nurse says he has heard a couple of players talk about going home. So that seems to be the tenor of that conversation. Again, Mark will call us as soon as that wraps up in the interim. It is my pleasure to welcome for the first time and certainly not the last to this show, Keyshawn Johnson, who... Uh, is doing a terrific job now as part of our new morning team here on ESPN Radio Coast to Coast and, and is, is someone I've gotten to know over the years and is just a fascinating person and, and someone I'm really looking forward to talking to about this. Hello, Keyshawn. How are you?
1: Hey, what's up, Greeny? How you
0: doing? Well, I'm good. And and so as as you hear this, for those who didn't get a chance to hear you this morning and haven't had a chance to hear you, Um, as you hear about the Raptors players giving serious consideration to boycotting games, when you hear about the Detroit Lions team coming together and making a decision, we're not going to practice today. We're all going to go out as one group with our arms interlocked, both literally and figuratively, uh, and talk about these issues that are so important to us. I just wonder what goes through your mind as you see what these young athletes are doing.
1: You know, I I just look back at, all the great athletes from the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to so the Muhammad Ali's to to the Jim Browns, the, you know, Bill Russells. I look back at those guys and what they did in terms of trying so many years in terms of trying to get the attention of the powers that be when we're in these situations. And so, you know, to the Raptors, obviously, uh, head coach Nick Nurse was on our show this morning talked about it. Kyle Lowry was actually texting with Jay Will and talked about it. And so it's one of those deals where you look at it and you say, if you're applying pressure to something, people are going to react and people are going to start to listen. And I think that the Detroit Lions, as well as the Raptors, are sending a serious message and it's not to be taken lightly. And so, you know, let's find out if the Raptors actually take the court tomorrow against the Celtics, because if they don't, It'll be interesting to see what happens inside that bubble with the rest of the teams and rest of the players.
0: You make an interesting point, which is that there is a long and proud history of social activism amongst athletes. But one of the things that makes you salute the courage of the Bill Russells, the Jim Browns, the Muhammad Ali's was that so frequently they were on their own in what they were doing. Uh, When we see the, the, the unity that is being displayed in, in, in the sports now, I was trying to explain to the audience, maybe to some of the younger people, that it did not feel, to me at least, as though that was possible in generations before. So I would ask you the question this way. You came into the NFL in the mid-90s. How do you think it would have been treated if you had tried to raise these sorts of issues 25 years ago when you first came into pro football?
1: Well, it would have been similar to when athletes are labeled as selfish or 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 me guys, no team first. Once that narrative is painted, then people try to run with that. And I think, you know, you look at the the Kaepernick situation, that was several years ago. He was trying to bring awareness, but he basically was blackballed from the National Football League. And you you run the risk of that. You look at uh, Mahmoud, basketball player back in the day, the Portland Trailblazers. Mm -hmm. He was basically sent uh, a black ball because he refused to do certain things. And so if I was planning these sort of things to happen, then I probably would have been put in the situation of, I don't know, maybe, maybe black ball, maybe, you know, looked at differently. I don't know, but I certainly was trying in, within my community to make change um, at a different level, you know, People were being gunned down in the streets when I was growing up. It was it was it's nothing new to my community. The difference is, you got a lot of voices now, where there was only a handful of voices back in the day. You know, you think about it, Greeny. You you watch me play in New York, and mm-hmm. the moment I say something, it became selfish. It could have been something positive, but it becomes selfish, and that is the way the media set narratives back then. Now, it's different. It's a different time. the, the, The old guard is trying to hang on, but eventually they're going to get pushed out because the younger people with the younger demographics and social media, both white, purple, green, orange, whatever color you want to paint, one's ethnicity, the young crowd is the one that's moving the needle. And the older guard can't handle it. They just don't understand it when you think about white kids. Uh, using their sidewalks and using their driveways to to scratch back Black Lives Matter in chalk and their parents in outrage and having fits and telling them to scrub it clean or else. You think about those sort of things. As long as they keep pushing that, it's going to go away. Because these, these, as you know, these racial behaviors are long time ago – handed down from family members over time. And look, all, all, as, as we always like to say, all police are not bad, right? They're, they're, it's, it, it can't possibly be that way. But here's what I would say to that. The good police not policing the bad police, now you put yourself in a bad police category. So as long as the bad police don't lot keep getting away with it and the good police do something about it, We'll be moving in the right direction, and it's just not police that are doing these things, Greeny. You know, it's 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 civilians in the streets that are still attacking people of color and thinking that they're going to get away with it. I mean, I I, I looked at uh, something, and I'm sure you saw it from a couple weeks ago in St. Louis, where protesters were protesting, and there was a husband and a wife standing on the steps with rifles and and, in, you know, threatening to harm them. It's like. As long as you continue to put up with that, it's going to keep happening.
0: Keyshawn with me here, and just a quick final thought because I I think one of the things you said in there was so meaningful, and this was a point I tried to make earlier, that for this to be painted by anyone as selfish is remarkable because what we're actually seeing from these athletes is the definition of selflessness, These are these are are basketball players who've worked all of their lives to be in a position to play in these incredibly important games and are giving serious consideration to not playing in them because of something larger than themselves. That is the definition of selflessness.
1: It, it, It is. And I said that on the show this morning. I said the fact that they're taking this very serious goes to show you that it ain't about the money and it ain't about the championship. And what will happen if Toronto makes this decision, then I'm sure the Celtics will look at making the decision. Then I'm sure the one guy in all of our community that's held up way above all of us is LeBron James. He'll he'll make a certain decision. Then it, it'll just be a trickle-down effect, but will it carry over into football? Will we all of a sudden see Russell Wilsons and J.J. Watts and Aaron Rodgers say, you know what? I know we want to play football, but I think this might serve purpose better.
0: It'll be fascinating to see. Keyshawn, at some point we'll get together and have a little fun here and do some stuff with you doing mornings and all that today. Obviously not the day for it, but it's a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you are enjoying the mornings, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Well, look, I I am enjoying the mornings. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity to get in that seat that you put together some 20 years ago
0: well it, it is an honor to have you sitting in it and uh i know exactly what that thing is like and i know you guys are going to love it and, and 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 do great things with it so welcome and thank you And, Key, I'll check in with you soon, my man. We'll talk soon. That's Keyshawn Johnson. All right. On the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. All right, just getting rolling. A lot that we'll get to today. Again, waiting for the latest news out of the bubble. Plus, I will tell you why last night we saw the most important performance of the playoffs. Day, what it was and why after a word from DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all their customers. Here's how you get on the action. First, you have to download the app. Then you sign up using my name as the promo code, Greeny, with a Y and just enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code GREENY. Claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself on the running for the $1 million cash top prize. The promo code is GREENY with a Y. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the
1: podcast.
0: Greeny with you, ESPN Radio on TV on ESPN News. Again, waiting for the latest out of the NBA bubble. Mark Spears will call us as soon as he wraps up talking with all the Raptors players and their coach, Nick Nurse. After that team has met, and so have apparently players from the Celtics, and they are talking seriously, is our understanding about boycotting tomorrow night's game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals. We will wait and see. And again, we'll bring you the very latest as soon as there is information on that. And we've talked a lot this morning about issues pertaining to social justice, and we'll continue to. I have a few other things I wanted to make sure we got in today. Let me give you some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The most important performance in the bubble so far, not the best but the most important came last night. The best during the seeding games were repeatedly turned in by Damian Lillard. He was the best player of the restart, and it wasn't even close. And he reminded anyone who needed to be reminded that he is a top six or seven player in the NBA. And if you're taking multiple guys over him, you're making a mistake. He's that good. And then the playoffs began, and the entire first week has been about Luka Doncic, and rightfully so, because he's been spectacular, spectacular, this has been a coming out party. Games 1 and 4 he was just out of this world, otherworldly good. Game 4 is you're going to remember that game forever. When he when he winds up being an immortal, that's the game you're going to remember. Remember the time he hit that shot and beat the Clippers? Uh, that's the game. But the most important performance of the NBA bubble so far was turned in by Paul George last night. Because Paul George is the difference between the Clippers getting out of the first round and the Clippers winning the NBA championship. If George plays great, the Clippers absolutely have a chance to win the whole thing. The Lakers are still my pick, but that's as close to a pick'em as you can get. If George doesn't play great, then they'll get through this series, and that'll be it. So that was extremely important to see him score thirty five points last night, which was more than he had scored in the previous three games combined, and he just looked like a different person and his explanation afterwards was fascinating. Listen in an entirely different way to what we've been discussing this morning, to the honesty. From Paul George talking about what his head has been like in this bubble.
1: The bubble got the best of me. Um, I was just in a dark place. I really wasn't here. I checked out. Um,
0: so these past couple games, it was just, it was just difficult. Here's some more. It was just a little bit of everything.
1: Underestimated mental health, honestly. Um, I had anxiety, um, a little bit of depression. Uh, just being locked in here. Just, I just wasn't there. I checked out. Games two, three, four, I I wasn't there. I felt like I wasn't there.
0: This is important stuff. And there are a lot of different directions one can take this conversation. I I don't know um, what, if anything, Paul George has been clinically diagnosed with. I I would say that I believe that, that life in that bubble is going to affect everybody differently. I've talked to a bunch of people, our people, ESPN's people, down there practically every day. I'll talk to at least one reporter who's been down there. And they have used the word hitting the bubble wall like like they are. They are, I think, a little more sealed off from the world and their lives are a little more controlled. In their own case, perhaps not controlled. Than we all realize the sacrifice that is being made to put this NBA postseason on is remarkable. And, And again, I tip my hat to everybody involved. Same with the NHL. Um. And I think that sometimes if there's one thing that I have learned over my many years of covering sports that is the most overlooked quality of great play by fans is the psychological element of it. The focus that is required to play these games at their absolute highest level is remarkable. These are highly competitive people in highly stressful circumstances, and their ability to be present in each moment and to be at their very best at all times, that's what made Phil Jackson a great coach because he was able to instill that in his players. He taught it. He lived it. He believed it. He was able to instill those teachings into his players. They were focused in in moments. The great ones are focused. The, The great ones are ones for whom, when everyone else feels the world speeding up, it slows down. And so I think that it is incredible, when you look at the circumstances these guys are living in right now, for someone like Paul George, to, to get wrapped up in that, to get caught up, to be less than his best is understandable and not anything to be ashamed of. Further, I think it is remarkable that we are in a place now, and I spoke earlier this, this program about generational change, how change happens from generation to generation. One of the things that I am seeing, and I'm extremely gratified to see it, is a changing perspective on mental health amongst younger people. This is something that was not talked about in my youth. Not talked about. It was something that you would be you would be made to feel ashamed of. Now, I've talked about this openly. I'm not disclosing any secrets here. This is this is not a revelation from me if you've ever listened to me before. But I've been in therapy since I was in my 20s. I've been on medication for more than the last 10 years and for a mild depression and it, to me it has been difference making it has changed my life enormously for the better and i i've always said many times i'm not a doctor but i'm a patient so this is something that i do know something about and i can tell you that there is absolutely a combined total of zero nothing to be ashamed of in this area you wouldn't ever be ashamed to say i have cancer you wouldn't ever be ashamed to say i have pneumonia why in the world would you be ashamed to say you have some sort of mental illness That's all it is. It's not voluntary. It isn't anything to be ashamed of. It was treated as such for a very long time. And I don't know that that's what Paul George is talking about. Paul George may literally just be talking in this case. I didn't have a chance to ask him any questions. He may very well just be talking about life in the bubble being challenging, and that's fine. It's totally different from this larger issue. But people like Kevin Love and others talking as openly about this, that's what I mean when I say change happens generation to generation. That stuff didn't happen in the 70s. No one would have talked about it. No one would have talked about it in the 90s. People are talking about it now, and people's lives will be better. Their lives will be better, and the lives of some people listening will be better because they're talking about it. So that's good. That's a very positive change. And again, Paul George's performance, to go back to the original thought, is the difference between the Clippers being a championship team and not. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, big hour is still to come here. I will tell you what is by far the best coaching job available in the NBA. We'll talk much more about what's happening in the bubble and whether or not there really will be games boycotted down there. I'll also remind you that you can stream our time The new series on ESPN Plus, get an all-access look at Oklahoma State football as they reopen campus, deal with COVID-19 testing, and an investigation of head coach Mike Gundy. Stream new episodes every Thursday only on ESPN Plus. Again, we'll wait for Mark Spears. He'll be checking in with the very latest. Is it possible tomorrow night's game between the Celtics and Raptors will not be played? We'll find out and you'll know as soon as we do as we continue. Greening on ESPN Radio.